Hey, all you magical people. Just want to give a heads up ahead of this episode that it does include depictions of panic attacks as well as descriptions of spiders. So if either of those are triggers for you, please stay safe. And if you need to avoid this one, catch us back in two more weeks. Wizards and witches, warlocks and liches, welcome back to Don't Cast, Don't Tell. This is the first arc of the Bone Rollers podcast. You can call me Elliot because that's my name. I use he, him pronouns. And as the creator of this podcast, that makes me the Bone Daddy. I am also your GM as we play this all LGBT kids on brooms game where you can be gay within the context of the story, and we're not just going to reveal it after we've got all your sweet, sweet money. Uh, joining me today are Jordan. Oh, goodness, on the spot. Hi, my name is Jordan. I am one of the Bone Babes 3. My pronouns have been retconned to they, she, and I'll be playing Nia, who uses she, her pronouns. Fabby. Hello, it is me, the crown of the Bone Babes tree. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and I have been redconned to being a very cute bear girl. Um, and uh, I play Luna. Have I ever said Luna's name, like full name in this podcast? I don't remember if I have. I don't think so. Uh, let me find it in the character sheet. Go ahead and introduce someone else. And Nikki. That's me. Uh, Nikki, use he, him pronouns. I am uh, the baddest bone babe or baddest bone bitch. And I will be playing Raleigh Redcap. Also he, him. So Luna's full name is La Luna Llena La Noche Con Su Brillo. A.K.A. Luna Brillo. I think in character creation, we talked about how all the people in her culture use poetry, poetry lines as their names. Uh, and she chose, this wasn't her birthday. She chose this one uh, of a poem she liked about the moon. 
so we left off with our kids sort of assembling separately to go to uh, what has been coined as Dungeon Night. Yeah, Dungeon Night. Dungeon Night. To sort of remind people that may be listening, was originally set up as a prank on the elven prince Ludriel de Ladriel, wherein he is meant to venture into the sort of ruins on the outskirts of the Shattered Glass Academy campus, which is totally safe and definitely not restricted, and come out with something interesting to essentially prove that he's a cool kid. And we also left off with Nia finding out through attempting to solve her problems all on her own that she had developed a lump on her shoulder via an ill-advised potion. Uh, That lump has her face and basically had just asked her, like, Hey, what's up? What's going on? Nia, what's your reaction to that? Or do we want to skip to like the actual beginning of Dungeon Night and see how your item get? Oh, absolutely skipping ahead to the Dungeon Night. I think there's just like a scream that is cut off and then we skip ahead. <laughs> All right. So let's start with Dungeon Night then. So the three of you, plus various NPCs, including Elijah the Int, uh, Ludriel himself, and I think that's all that's been confirmed, have joined you on the outskirts of campus. As we get a pan over the three of you, let's start with Raleigh. Remind us what Raleigh looks like as he is sort of quote-unquote dressed up for this. Raleigh is just wearing a, like, slightly better, slightly cleaner version of his normal outfit. Like, somewhat cleaner overalls, like, brushed his hair, might have actually, like, brushed his teeth. He's he's going all in. He's invested. He probably just looks the same to most people, but he tried. Uh, Is Scooter there with you, and does he have any visible differences? Scooter is probably, like, tucked inside of, like, the, his overalls, like, kind of head peeking out uh, the the front. And he's, I think Scooter's, like, wearing a little bow tie. I love it. Uh, Secondly, we see Luna. Remind us, what does Luna look like and what's her sort of mood as the moon, not a full moon, notably, is high up in the sky, it's dark, everything's quiet around you. Uh, What's going through Luna's mind and showing on her face? Luna is really anxious. This is... Her first date, question mark? She thinks this is her first date. She's pretty sure this is a date. She's like 50% sure this is a date. Um, She is wearing a pair of black overalls or like a dress. And underneath that, she's wearing uh, a pair of leggings with like little 
little wolf, little like cartoon wolf paws all over the leggings. And uh, she has her hoodie on top of the overalls because uh, she is very anxious. And her hoodie is her safety blanket in, in a lot of ways. Um, she is not too sure what she's doing here. She knows that she was invited by Nia. She's pretty sure that was like a date invite. Maybe. Also, don't they hate someone in, in these? She's never been to these before. So uh, she's confused, but hopeful. And last but not least, Nia, what do you look like? And have you taken any steps to hide your second head? And also, how are you dealing with the fact that you may be on two dates at the same time? Yeah, so with that, um, right now, Nia is dressed up in what looks like the video game idea of a JRPG fantasy night, where it's just like, okay, got my boots, got some like fitted armor, got um, what is like probably a corset and some cloth. Like a lot of this is not very practical for real battle, but it's the idea of like a video game's idea of what a battle can look like. And then she's got a big cloak she's got wrapped around her neck that droops over the shoulder and but and just and droops real down low to like her knees. And there's like an extra like pauldron over by her left shoulder, just hoping that she can cover up the bump as well. She's occasionally whispering to it in a panic. And it just seems like she is out of place and not doing super well. She even did her makeup earlier, but you can tell that like a lot of things like blush, concealer, and her cat eye makeup is just a bit off right now. She's in a sweaty panic. What do we find Nia whispering to her shoulder lump as we begin this scene? Yeah, she'll just be whispering, get off, get off, get off, do your own thing, be your own Nia, come on. You hear your own voice respond to you and just say, um, I'm kind of attached to you. You're me. Cast a spell. Come on. I mean, I'm not you. I'm a lump. And as the tiny Nia head on your shoulder is saying that, we see Ludriel walk up. And I remind you, he's sort of the platonic ideal of a twink. Uh... Long, pointy elf ears, sort of light, white, blonde hair. He's got it tied back right now, but there's like the obligatory strand that falls over his eye. He's dressed in like black pants and a white, not quite like a fancy button down, but kind of a billowy type of button down shirt. He's got his wand like threaded through one of his belt loops. Oh, I should have asked. Uh, Nia and Luna, did either of you bring your familiars with you? I would say yes, just because we haven't seen much of them. And I'm sure she was nervous and she's like, you know what, I'll just I'll, I'll, I'll have them around in case I'm not super comfortable. Uh, I haven't talked about the, her familiar, Viento, uh, full name, Viento que calma mi alma, uh, which is a jackal. 
Love it. And Nia, did you bring your uh, seat or it's familiar with you? Yes. She's going to like have it inside like an empty scabbard by her hip. It is a tiny, tiny seahorse, just like an inch or two tall. Um, it's got butterfly wings that are slightly bigger than the seahorse itself. Its name is Margarine because it's not actually a butterfly. All right. So uh, with that, Ludriel approaches up to Nia. And, like Nia can tell as he walks up that he is very nervous. And he looks mm-hmm. at Nia and says, uh, Hi, uh, thanks for coming tonight. I didn't realize this was a whole, like, big group thing. I didn't think so either. I I was thinking it was just going to be, like, me and another. Uh, you mean me or, like... Yes. Luna is walking around and just now is, uh, has just seen... Unless you wanted to have the scene to go a little bit longer, uh, just now has seen Nia. I think in Nia's head, she was planning on seeing if she can divide things up and if she could be in two places at once, go at different times with each of them. But I think schedules have just aligned, so this is the exact time that everybody showed up. Oh, what about Raleigh? Where is he in relation to this conversation happening? I think Raleigh's like, Six feet away, but he's a bit occupied trying to stop Scooter from eating the bow tie. Stop. Stop. Ludriel looks at Nia and says, well, I mean, it's still, uh, the more back up, the better, I suppose. Uh, have you ever been in here before? Yeah, tons of times. Not like far, but, or even like past the entrance, but I've been around the entrance. Roll brains for me difficulty of five. Okay. I have a D4. Hey, that's a six. (laughs) Nia can tell fairly quickly that Ludriel is just incredibly nervous. And when she says that she's only been to the entrance before, he just says, well, uh, maybe it's best that we do have some backup then. No, we'll be fine. I mean, if you want to get more backup, make it a crowd. Make it a little party. We can make it a party. But, you know, I think it's fun. Just we can go in, grab something shiny, and get out. As Nia's saying that, actually, before I advance, uh, did we want to have Luna come into sort of close to them? What's Luna's approach towards this group like, I should ask? I think if she sees Nia, and we don't have to say she sees her, but if she sees her, she's gonna go for him, like, hey, uh, hey. hey, and, like, talk to her, but, like, we can be, like, maybe she doesn't see her, or she sees her as Nia and Lutriel go in, and she doesn't catch them, so she starts following. Uh, yeah, whichever I th- one you want. Oh, I like that idea. <laughs> of they just, like, step in. Yeah, and I think she goes, like, uh, oh, yeah. And she starts, like, making her way, trying to catch up to them. I think, like, as they're going in, Elijah looks at the group and he just says, All right, you all have fun in there. I will be waiting to see 
what prize you come out with. He's essentially just saying that as you all go in, as he stands by the front of these sort of, like, castle ruins, I will describe better here in just a second. But essentially, this is just him saying, you all are going in, he's staying out here, he's not messing around with this. Maybe we'll find, like, some treasure or a skeleton. Ooh, skeleton. Yeah. And then just, he, Raleigh just doesn't even look back to starts marching forward. <laughs> Scooter, like, scambers up Raleigh's pant leg and, like, nestles into the little, like, bib of his overalls with his head sticking out, like, through the flat, just, like, ready to go. So as Nia and Ludriel sort of lead the group into these ruins, essentially this is like a big, not quite as big as the actual academy. If the academy is, I assume, like two or three stories, this is like a one-story sort of incomplete, or perhaps it was complete at one point and has been sort of knocked down in places. Older castle made out of, like, the generic castle, like, stone and mortar. There's vines and moss growing up the sides of the walls because this place hasn't been used very much in quite some time. There, as you all enter, are no lights, and you all are sort of left on your own in the darkness. I imagine, would Nia be taking the lead here, or would she kind of, like, follow Ludriel in? She absolutely would be the type to take the lead. I think, like, Ludriel follows her in, and Nia feels a hand on her elbow. And he's like, I can't really see in here. Is, uh, is there anything you can do about that? Oh, absolutely. And she's going to take out her wooden sword and shake it a little bit and then uh, cast a small spell to have the tip of the wooden sword be set on fire. This is something I don't think it's even necessarily like narratively interesting to have you roll. So I think that just kind of happens. Uh, is this fire colored or does it have like a different color to it it's going to be a pink fire just like the rest of her <laughs> it's got little gold sparkly smoke that comes out she feels a sort of sigh of relief as the sword catches on fire and Ludril says okay that's uh step one taken care of uh you've do you know your way around in here I mean, it, it's a building, right? Like, it can't be that complicated. It was used for something at some point, so I don't see this being like a labyrinth. As you all are inside, you've entered into a large, basically an antechamber. Uh, it, I'm not going to give distances because I'm bad at measuring distances, but it is like probably the size of a small house in real world terms. It's just like a large empty room. There's no like furniture or anything. It's just 
like stone walls, stone floor. There's probably like moss and grass poking up through some of the floor. There are several different like rooms and exits that come off of this room. And Blue Drill looks at me and says, I don't, I mean, that's fair, but uh, where would one go to find something interesting in here? Nia is like taking mental notes right now. The room is like, okay, it's about five horses long, six horses deep. And then she's like looking around at like different hallways, just to see if there's like any hole or any path that seems to go deeper in. And as soon as there's anywhere that seems to go deeper, she'll be like, uh, this way, this way. And she'll just be like scrambling around, just looking for anywhere that's technically further. I think as the two of them have taken this time to stop and look around, uh, if Luna would like to catch up, I think that would be possible. Or if you all want to drag it out a little bit longer. Yeah, it's up to y'all. I, I could see either Luna catching up here or Luna getting lost in showing up with Raleigh. If we want to keep that, I'm okay either way. Then um, if Nia like rushes ahead, so it's like unclear which path, I think that could be fun then. So in that case, is Luna trying to catch up to them or... Is I think Luna's lost, back? actually. I think Luna has her jackal next to her. Um, and she's like, Viental, I... Do, it's not like I have... Do I have anything of hers to give you? I don't have... And that'd be weird if I had something of... Um, I held her hand. Can you smell my hand and try to find her? That... No, I... Shower and I, I clean. I don't know. Maybe let's just find the way out of here. And I think she's kind of, kind of like resigned herself and is just like walking along her, her jackal. All right. Does Luna have a light source or actually mm. does uh, Luna, can she see in the dark because of hmm. movie sound reasons? I feel like it should be a role, maybe, maybe grit of like her animal instincts taking over. And if, if I fail that role, maybe something bad happens. But if I nail it, just like she gets, you know, she gets better vision, better sense of smell. What do you think? Yeah. I like the idea of her, like, I'll leave it up to you. Is this like a conscious thing she's trying to no, like? No, I don't think this is conscious. I think she, uh, the way you and I have talked about like her, her transformation, I think comes from her emotions. And right now she's like anxious. She's scared. She's sad. She, she's worried. Uh, she misunderstood and mis, misheard her friend. And maybe her friend didn't mean to hold her hand. And that was a whole misunderstanding. So she's feeling really bad about that. So right now her emotions are really all over the place. Okay, that I think is definitely going to be a grit roll. Uh, let's call it a difficulty of five to try to keep your emotions in check. Well, that's a four. I have two adversity tokens. I don't think it's... I think it's more interesting if I end up with one adversity token and I barely managed to hold on. Yeah, what's it look like as 
Luna starts to uh, transform. What's her, like, what do her eyes look like? And, like, what's the very, yeah. like, s- small version or the small Honestly, changes we see? I feel, and we, we'll probably have to put a uh, content warning for this, but I feel this is basically an anxiety attack. Um, or at least how I get anxiety attacks. I think she she's kind of hyperventilating. She's shaking a little bit. She like trying. She can't like really focus, and she's getting overwhelmed by all these things. And I think she's about to like lose herself, and her body's about to start changing. And it probably is kind of already starting changing, but like internally. When Viento, her jackal, is like rubs uh, rubs his nose. I don't know if I've given Viento a pronounce, but let's say he rubs his nose uh, against her hand, and that kind of like calms her down and centers her enough to to hold off the transformation. And I think as she is starting into this transformation, and her jackal helps her calm down. That's given enough time for Raleigh to catch up. But Raleigh, also you hear. Uh, actually, no, Raleigh, make me a brains roll difficulty of six. Oh, that's the weirdest thing to dice to explode on. That's a 15. <laughs> Damn, Raleigh. Okay. As you catch up to Luna, you hear a noise coming from deeper inside of this castle. And you can tell it is a far-off, distant, uh, sort of a low, rumbling growl. Mm-hmm. Sounds like the castle's hungry. Oh, well. And he's just gonna run up and try to, I guess, catch up. Uh, he's pretty far behind Luna, or can he see Luna from where he is? Well, uh, does... I mean... I'll leave it up to you how goblins work in this setting. Uh, do you see in the dark? Do you have some sort of light source? What's going on with Raleigh in that respect? I feel like goblins would see pretty good in the dark. That so tracks. I'd like to imagine you just see like kind of Raleigh like jogging down uh, the, the big open space uh, that is, I guess, the entrance to the castle, like his yellow eyes kind of glowing in the dark. And then, like, uh, I guess, running into Luna, if possible. Yeah, I imagine Luna, like, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Fabi, but Luna probably, like, stopped as she was starting to. Yeah, I think Luna's, like, against the wall, like, sitting down against the wall, kind of, like, disassociating, but petting her jackal. Raleigh just gets really, really close. Because he has no perception of like boundaries and just like, uh, hey, Luda, like smiling, but in the dark, it probably looks really creepy with glowing yellow eyes and like sharp teeth. Yeah, I think this is when like she realizes that her vision has changed. She was like, hey, Raleigh, um, huh? I don't remember being able to see in the dark before. Raleigh, uh, Biento, like, growls at you as you 
come up so close into their personal space. It's okay. Okay. She like scratches the back, like in the back of the head of Vientos. Head like, okay, it's okay. We're only a friend. The friends are good. Hey, I think I misunderstood tonight. Uh, what do you, what do you mean? I thought, I, I thought Nia invited me to spend today with her, but then I haven't even seen her. The one time I saw her, she was with that elf kid and I don't oh, L'Oreal? Lutriel? I'm pretty I sure it's L'Oreal. I mean, like, you like might the be shampoo. Right. God. I mean, I, think I called him Lutrio. I'm Anyways, sure it's fine. Uh, maybe you should just go home. Can you just, like, I don't know, help me find a way out of here? I mean, are you sure you want to leave? I, I mean, I I don't know what's going on. I, if this was supposed to be like, like a, like a, like is this a, like a, any kind of with like under his breath, is this like a, like a date thing? I Mad- thought so. I think, I think it wasn't. I think I thought it was like a date thing, but it wasn't. So I don't know. I mean, you can always just explore the spooky ruins with me. Okay, just. Don't leave me alone. I, I, I don't want to be alone right now. I'll, I'll go with you. Oh, I won't leave you alone. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure uh, either this like castle thing's like hungry, or there's like some growling like all the way down there. Is there like uh this place infested with like I don't know growling spiders or I I don't know. Luna, as Raleigh is saying that, yeah. you do feel something tickling at the back of your neck. Do I hear the growling? Go ahead and take a brains roll for me. Let's call it a difficulty of three because your senses are hyper aware right now. Mm. That's a 15. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Same That's roll. Some, some big brains in here tonight. Luna, you hear this growling, and you almost instantly recognize that this is the growling of some sort of wolf. <clears throat> um, Actually, uh, let's go ahead and have you make another grit check for me. Uh, I think this is just like another anxiety spike for Luna. Great. Uh, let's call this time a difficulty of seven. Um, that's a four and I do not have enough adversity tokens. So as Luna is once again, like as Luna is listening down this hallway and starts once again on the like heavy breathing cycle and can feel her heart pounding in her chest. Or starting to pound in her chest at the very mm-hmm. least. Biento takes notice of that and runs off to give chase to whatever is causing this problem. Biento! Hey, uh, are you alright? And he dashes off into the darkness. We need, we need to get him, um, 
Can I dash after him? Sure. What's that look like? I'm tempted to say she just starts transforming, but I don't know. Is that too early? I mean, I'm down with it if you are. Yeah, I think she's still like panicking and she's still in that moment and kind of on like in the panic attack when you're kind of like an autopilot in a weird way. She just goes, Viento, no. And she starts running to catch him. But as she's running, I think her like body starts twisting and her like she she doesn't stop, but she like falls forward and keeps going. And her front arms have changed to look a little bit more like paws and and her back legs are like, you know, a wolf's back legs. She looks more like a big hairless dog than like a wolf. Kind of long, kind of like if you had like a wolf suit and you stretch it on a person in a weird way. And I don't think she's completely realized what happened. Uh, but I think Raleigh has seen her basically transform as yeah. she runs away. Uh, what's Raleigh's reaction to that? It's definitely like a delayed reaction where Raleigh kind of there's like a solid three seconds where he's just kind of staring like mouth wide open. And then he rubs his eyes like, oh, well, uh, that happened. Uh, hey, Luna, wait, wait up. Uh, oh, hopefully this does not end wrongly. And he starts to sprint after Luna. Does Raleigh have any kind of magic or anything to help him catch up to her? Because... I don't think Raleigh's short little goblin legs can keep up with a werewolf. I don't think he has uh, a, a spell, or he doesn't really know when to increase his speed. He's probably as fast as a runner as goblins get, but otherwise he's just doing the best that his legs will carry him. Hey folks, popping in as usual to give you the sort of middle trow and tell you about the stuff we've got going on. But first, I want to thank you all for listening to our show and all of the kind words we've gotten. It means so much to us to hear from all of you uh, that you're enjoying what we're doing. And so uh, if you'd like to tell us how much you like it, you can do so on our Twitter at Elliot Presents. That's E L L I O T Presents. Uh, that is a sort of hub Twitter for all of my podcasts that I produce, including this one and Infinity City, which is a Masks actual play that I think you should check out if you haven't yet. Other than that, follow everybody through the links in our show notes. You can also use the show notes to find our Discord, our Patreon, and our Threadless store where you can buy merchandise, such as stickers, uh, in the form of being gay is magical, being trans is magical, all the stuff that I say at the end of the show to sign off. Other than that, I just want to thank you all for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. 
in that case, I want to cut back to Nia and Ludriel. The two of you are sort of wandering deeper into this castle. Uh, is Nia just sort of sticking to the guess and check method? Or, like, what's her sort of strategy here? Yeah, her specialty in casting is usually just summoning. So I think she'll wave her sword a little bit and send, like, scout butterflies down different hallways to see if there's anywhere that can be interesting for her. And you'll see, like, these little butterflies have, like, little eyes on their wings that they actually use to see and stuff like that. All right. That definitely feels like a thing we can have a role for. Uh, I'm going to call this... I feel like I always have you do brains, but summoning, let's do charm for this one, because I think that feels right somehow. All right. Uh, so as far as casting goes, you said this was her specialty, but what would you say her experience with this is? Is she like very, is this like a go-to spell for her? She's used the spell a good number of times before, usually just to like, add flourishes to things never like to be useful for scouting but she has summoned butterflies all right let's call this a charm roll difficulty of i'm gonna say seven okay that's a six and the d4 let's go that's eight all right what sort of things would nia find interesting in this abandoned castle like what kind of stuff would she be looking for to find? I think she doesn't really have a lot of experience dungeoneering. So anything that seems like the stereotype of dungeoneering prizes for loot is exactly what's in her head right now. So anything shiny, a traditional treasure chest, weird, creepy doors, whatever seems to be like, oh, wow, this is an amazing thing to get out of here. Or that's disturbing and creepy. There's probably a boss battle or something special behind it. Yeah, unfortunately, you don't find a treasure chest covered in cobwebs uh, with torches around it. But you do, down one of these hallways, find a large stone spiral staircase that goes down underground. And, like, as you've been sort of wandering these halls, Ludriel has kept his hand, I think he's moved his hand from Nia's elbow to, like, on her back, if she doesn't stop him from doing that. Palm pressed very flat, like, he's not trying to make a move or anything. He's very nervous and just doesn't want to get away from her. Yeah, she totally accepts it. It's a little bit of a weird tingly feeling for her because an arm was just grown out of there just like hours ago. But otherwise, yeah, she, she'll take it. And then she'll even like lean in a little bit because she just finds contact relaxing. As she does, she hears her own voice whisper underneath the pauldron covering it. And this is, get him away from me. What's wrong? Look, What's, what's wrong with him getting... Sorry, do you have a, a thing that I should call you? What's wrong with him getting close? It's fine. I'm Nia. You're Nia? I'm Nia. Well, Can I call you Mini-Nia? No, that's diminutive. Mini-Nia. Nope, nope, that's terrible. Mini-Nia, we can't do this right now. I hate that. Well, I hate you. 
Well, I hate you too. I hate me too. Uh, Nia, go ahead and roll the weirdest flight check I've ever had to call for. <laughs> Let's call it a difficulty of eight because you are right in front of Ludriel as you're whispering into your own shoulder. Okay. Eight on a D8. <laughs> Double explosion. <laughs> All right, so on an 18, I think Lodriel just doesn't notice whether he's too distracted or just Nia's very good at whispering. Uh, Lodriel does not mention anything about this as Nia is guiding him along. It's possible that the rest of the atmosphere is a lot more disturbing and making like little background noises for that dungeon ambience right now. Yeah, I do want to say, like, you occasionally hear, like, wind whistling through, like, cracks in the walls. There's, if you listen really closely or have, like, super good hearing, like, I think Luna would notice there's, like, skittering of insects and rodents. But nothing, like, particularly dangerous feeling unless you have, like, an aversion to those. Wait, I think under my fears, I think, um, oh, I didn't, it isn't written down here, but I think I remember saying that my, uh, Nia's fear is uh, any bug larger than a fist. Fair. Uh, I don't think she's seen anything that big yet. Okay. Relief. With the sound of skittering, she's just going to like lean in tight with him and just like scurry down just a little bit faster. So instead of a stroll, it's a, it, it's a bit of a speed walk right now. There's a moment where his hand disconnects from her back and he rushes to catch up and puts his hand back on her back and says, so uh, where are we going? Follow the butterflies? Uh, where, are they, where are they leading us to? Um, the butterflies will lead us to something, something nice, something shiny, something cool. I don't know, but it's going to be something awesome and... You're going to be awesome for it. I'm going to be awesome for it. It's going to be a good way to enter school. Uh, I mean, you're already pretty awesome. That's oh, that's that's not the point. Sorry. Uh, There's room for more. There's always room for improvement. You hear a like very long, deep breath as he says, All right, let's, uh, let's go. And yeah, is go. Nia heading off towards that staircase, I assume? Oh, absolutely. Fantastic. As Nia and Ludriel descend down the staircase by the light of her burning wooden sword, the camera pans down into the darkness and comes down on top of Luna. Not that Luna is underground currently, but that's just our scene transition. Uh, Luna, you are chasing off after Biento. And I don't know how fast a jackal is compared to a werewolf. Do you think you would have been able to catch up to him? Yeah, I, I think I think I catch up, catch up to him. And I like grab him from the, you know, the skin on the back of his neck with my mouth. Not even like realizing just like. Like, hold him, like, like, come down, and then it takes her like two seconds to realize what she's doing. 
I think he yelps very slightly, not out of pain, but out of surprise as she grabs him. And we see his little paws like running in the air before he finally does calm down as she dangles him in her mouth. Can the two of you speak when you're in a sort of beast mode? I I don't think speak, but like communicate maybe like the way animals can kind of communicate with each other by like smells and and like growling but like i don't think there's like language here if that makes sense that's fair i think however it is that you communicate you can tell that he was doing this out of fear and protection of you and he's like essentially signals that there is something dangerous inside of this castle. I put him down, but like pushing him against the ground, not hard, just like enough for him to really like do not move. Like, hey, stay here and then let him go out of my mouth. He and... presses like presses his chest down into the ground. He's not lying down, but he's very much as defaulting to your command can i smell or hear or anything from from where those growls came from you definitely can or at least can try Mm -hmm. let's take a brains roll call it a difficulty of six do my stats change in any way since you're wolfed up I'm going to knock it down to a five. That's a six. All right. So what in particular is it that you're trying to figure out from sniffing and listening? What are you going for? Try to get as much information as I can. Like, okay, is it one? How many of them is it? Is it, does it smell dangerous? Does it, does it sound like it's attacking someone? Does it sound like it's sleeping? Like, basically, all the information I can gather from just, like, smelling and hearing. You can tell that there is only one of whatever this creature is here currently. It is definitely awake and sort of on alert but not currently, like, attacking something. And from the way that the growl is echoing, Luna would be able to tell that this thing is on a lower level than she's currently on. And as she's realizing that, uh, Raleigh, let's cut back to you. You're just straight up trying to, like, book it and run after Luna, right? Yep. Assuming you didn't get lost in the process. Yeah, that's going to have to be a brains roll. Let's call it a difficulty of eight. That's a three. All right, I'm assuming you don't have five adversity tokens. (laughs) That would be a fair assumption. Raleigh, as you're running along, you lose sight of Luna. And you take a turn and realize that you've made a wrong turn, 
and then you go to turn around and go back. And as you turn back around, the turn that you just made is no longer there. And you realize that the walls of this place are shifting and moving as you walk through it. I do not like this at all. And he's going to go back to like how he entered. He's going to try to like just carefully like touch the wall to see if like if if, for some reason a door magically appears. Is he trying to just test that or is he trying to make a door? He's just trying to test it. Okay. Uh, No door magically appears. But there is a lot of skittering as Raleigh's eyes are drawn upwards to a hole in the ceiling, like in the corner where the wall meets the ceiling. And a trail of spiders is coming out of that and towards his hand. Oh, God. Oh, I think the first thing that Raleigh's going to do is he's going to scream really loudly. I'm not going to do that to the mic because I'm not trying to get the police call on me, but I think you could imagine. Fair enough. At that point, let's cut back over to Luna. How you? What's going on as you hear Raleigh scream in the distance? I think if she hears Raleigh scream, she's going to go try to get to where Raleigh is. Like, she has a feeling she could take whatever the growling thing is. So she first has to make sure Raleigh's okay. She's in this half space right now where she, like, she knows who she cares about. She knows. She has, like, some awareness, but it's also mixing with this weird, like, animal sense. As you are running off towards Raleigh, I want to go back to Nia and Ludriel making their way down the spiral staircase. Nia, is there anything in particular you're doing or saying as you go down, or are you just, like, eyes forward going for it? I think along the way, she was just attempting small talk as, in her head, this was supposed to be a date, but she's not acting very date-y. Okay. What kind of stuff are you talking about? Like, what subjects do you bring up or, like, give, let's have a little bit of that. Yeah, so I think at some point, as they're making their way down the stairs, she's just looking over like, okay, okay, these are, these are long stairs. Did you ever do anything like this back home? Oh, uh, no, nothing quite this adventurous. I had, uh, a lot of eyes on me as a prince, uh, didn't really get a chance to do anything like this what's what's that like being a prince i've always wanted to be one of those things a prince eh, princess i don't it doesn't really matter one of those things I just want to be like i don't know the idea of like swooping up the princess or doing like crazy night things or like being part of royalty oh no that's just magical well it's uh not quite all that it's cracked up to be. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, freedom, as I said, 
there's, uh, I mean, lots of eyes on you all the time and, uh, not a lot of ability to do things that you want to do. What? But like, I don't know. Aren't you like, you know, their prince, their wonderful ruler, celebrity, their star, their hope, their local legend? Isn't there like something special to that? Well, yes, but when you get put up on a pedestal like that, people see you less as you and more as what they want you to be. Oh, no. That sounds nice to me. I like the idea of people seeing me as something special. As Nia is saying that, it's like when you all get down to the bottom floor. And Nia, you get to the bottom floor, and as you step out, you find yourself in yet another hallway. It feels very similar to the floor above you. It's a little bit wider than shoulder length. Like, two people could definitely not stand by side by side in here. But uh, it's enough that you could, like, you can walk through without, like, bumping your shoulders or anything. But it's, it feels fairly cramped at the same time. And you can see off in the distance, down this hallway, a glowing pair of yellow eyes staring you down. Okay. Okay. Butterflies don't do me wrong now. And she's going to point the sword over at the source of the yellow eyes and say, Hey, hey friend, don't mind us. We're just making our way through. And she's just, like, shuffling down the hall while using her other free hand, not on the sword. She's just, like, in, uh, invite Ludriel over, just say, like, come on, come on, we, we got this. <laughs> just, just visitors. We're just taking our way around here, looking around, browsing. You won't make it out of here. What? No, no, that doesn't, I mean, like, we can just take the same path, like, we got down here, we can get out, we got magic and stuff, you know? You hear Ludriel behind you say, uh, Nia, the, the, the staircase is gone. Ah. Okay. We'll, we'll find a new way out, we can. And the eyes start running towards you. Cut back to Luna as she sees Raleigh in this dead-end hallway with spiders advancing towards his hand. Uh, are the spiders on him? I mean, Raleigh would have probably pulled his hand away, right? Yeah, he definitely would have. Yeah, so they're not on him, but they've started, like... And I don't want to... There's not, like, a sea of spiders, but mm -hmm. it's... Definitely more than a trickle as uh, they're like going down towards the ground to uh, continue towards him. I think Luna's gonna is gonna go for Raleigh 
and do the same thing she did to Biento, who I assume is following us behind, and like grab Raleigh by the back of his clothes with her mouth and then throw him on top of her and like kind of wait for a second to see to make sure Raleigh has hold on to her and and then run away. All right. Take me a flight roll with a difficulty of 10. Flight is only 20, so... Actually, let's bump it down to an 8. Cool. That's a 17. Good God. Okay, I didn't didn't need to bump that down at all. Uh, Raleigh, what's that feel like as you're riding on the back of this uh, large wolf woman? I think... Raleigh is like arms and legs like wrapped around like Luna as tightly as possible. Like I'm pretty sure his mouth is like pressed against her back and he's like screaming with his eyes closed. <laughs> Luna, as you're running, you have no trouble outpacing these spiders, but you do notice that there are a lot of holes and cracks in the walls and floors of this place and almost all of them are i don't want to say leaking spiders because that is a mm-hmm. icky description but almost all of them have spiders crawling out of them i think i want to as i'm as i'm running i don't think i stop as i'm running I want to try to smell around to see if I can either smell fresh air or hear fresh air, like the exit, or smell or hear. Uh, yeah, I think those are the only two things she would focus on at this point. Okay, uh, I'm gonna have this be a brains roll. A uh, difficulty of five. That's 14. You cannot smell fresh air, but you can smell Nia. And assuming you follow, well, I'll ask before I tell you, do you follow that scent? Yeah, if that's the only thing I can smell. I think even if I smell both of them, I would go for Nia first. So, yeah. Yeah, you find yourself at that stone staircase heading down uh i go down and we cut down to the pair of eyes that are advancing towards nia uh nia what you doing the thing is running towards you at a very fast pace one hand back she'll just say like okay stay back i got this and then with the other she's going to slash forward with the sword and have a flaming horse come out of it (laughs) fantastic Take a fight roll for me. Is this something you've done often before? Oh, she's done it earlier today. Fair. I do remember Fire Hordes being on her spell list. Uh, and it's probably instantaneous, or is this more of a summon that you want to fight along with you? Uh, yeah, I can have it be a couple minutes long. I like the idea of just, like, summoning a, like, Continuous trample. All right. So I'm going to have this be a fight roll with a difficulty of 12. 
not to necessarily to hit this thing, but to see essentially how much of an effect it has. Legit. That's a 13, 14. So give me a brief description of a fire horse coming out of the end of your sword. Yeah, so the end of the sword, which is already on fire with the pink and gold flames, is going to just grow in size until you see what seems to be like the front part of a unicorn, and behind the rest of the unicorn is just going to be more flame as that whole, you know, that ghosty effect where you can't really see the legs or anything like that. It's just like a torso and head. And after that first one just comes out and charges at whatever's here, more of them just come out until it's just like a small stampede. So this stampede charges forward down this hallway, lighting up the area as it goes forward. And you see the eyes sort of stop and pull back and up as arms go up and cover the face of a very large werewolf. The edges of its fur get singed as the horses run past it. Not unlike what happened to your uh, good friend Luna earlier in the day. And Luna, as you come down the stairs, you find yourself on the other side of this werewolf that you would recognize. Luna, tell us about your uncle. Do you have a name backed out for a male uh, member of your Yeah, group? I can I can figure something out. His name is Piedras or Las Piedras and Las Que Camino, which was is his full name. Uh the rocks in which I walk, or the rocks I walk on, or rocks, piedras. But yeah, that's that's her uncle Piedras. You see him being not trampled, but hit or surrounded by like fire horses. And you can see Nia and a very, very scared Ludriel on the other side. You are behind him though, so he hasn't noticed you yet. He is a little bit, or rather, oh, quite a bit taller than Luna a little bit more like bulky and muscular. He is covered in like dark fur, a uh, sort of black and gray. It seems like he's a lot more gray than Luna would remember him. And I think he's got like a chunk missing out of his left ear. And he is snarling in Nia's direction as the horse's uh, surround him and like start singeing at his fur. Is he completely surrounded by the horses? Uh, I don't think there's enough to completely surround him, but they're like, as you come down, they're sort of on top of him. He'd be able to get through them, but it's gonna hurt. Can I get to him? Uh, yeah. I mean, Nia would have to call off the horses or okay, like. Okay. Yeah, if, uh, if if it's not super clear that I can get to him, I'm just going to very slowly make my way down. Uh, I think loudly make my way down. So, 
Well, so he can hear me, but I assume everyone will be able to hear me now. As you make your way down, he turns and looks at you. And like, as he's turning, he says, Oh, for the love. And then he sees you. And he stops and says, What are you doing here? I think I growl, an aggressive growl towards him. It's been a long time, pup. I think she's just like slowly moving towards Nia and Ludro, but like looking at him the whole time. These hallways are sort of narrow enough. You would have to essentially like barrel through him to get to them. Okay. In that case, no. In that case, she's just growling at him. I don't think at this point she can really speak. She's somewhere between beat and person. Like this, there's animal in there, but there's also Luna in there. So I don't know if she can speak at this point. She's just like growling and trying to, you know, trying to make herself seem bigger posture-wise towards her uncle. What is Raleigh's reaction as this is going on? I think Raleigh, like, has finally stopped, like, closing his eyes. And uh, the screaming probably faded a little bit a while ago when he started losing his voice. But he just looks up. He sees a werewolf he doesn't recognize. He's still on Luna's back. I assume he can look over and see Nia and uh, Ludriel, and then he sees all the, the fire horses, and he just kind of blinks like, uh, what did I miss? This doesn't concern you, goblin. I think very big growl against that. Like, like, aggressive of like, don't know. This is simple. You come back with me, and I won't bring the rest of them to make you. Uh, I don't know if a wolf can laugh, but she laughs. She, like, snarls and laughs in a very... If she could speak right now, she would say, make me. I think he knows enough of that. That he's going to charge and just pounce on you. Like, charge through the fire horses. I'm going to be waiting for him. And, listen, I know wolves can use judo, but she's going to kind of use his force as he's jumping to push him to the side and bite down on his neck. Yeah, uh, wolf judo is not the least feasible thing we've had happen in this game so far. So, uh, go ahead and roll me a fight check. Let's call this a difficulty of 12. Cool, my fight is 8, so. Uh, but I do have a trick up my sleeve. That's a 2. <laughs> uh, and Raleigh's so on your trick. back. So my trick is basically that's a five, actually. I still lose, but that's a five. Now, for the record, for the listeners at home, because I have the strength tough. I think what happens is 
he charges at Luna. You do like roll like you. So describe for me, are you like rolling through what's your act? What would this look like if you had succeeded? Uh, I would have let him jump at me and then push him with, with my body to the side. So like his, like his inertia took him to the side and then bit down on his neck. So I think you do take him to the side, but he follows through to the point that Luna is pinned back against the wall. And like, as this is happening, Raleigh falls off of Luna's back with a thud and looks up to see her uncle with his hand, I guess, because werewolf physics, Mm -hmm. uh, around her throat, pinning her into the wall. He's like in Luna's face and growling and paying no attention to Raleigh whatsoever. So, Raleigh, would you like to take advantage of this? Yeah, and Raleigh sees this, and uh, I think the fight or flight kicks in, but fight kind of takes the lead, and he just points his uh, hand out, a uh, finger gun stance, and uh, he just tries to hit this werewolf with a magic missile. All right. Uh, is this something Raleigh's done before? I think he's practiced it uh, in, a, I guess, their defense against malicious uh, magic class. And is this like a short-term blast? Are you trying to, like, pin him back against a wall? What's the duration here? Instantaneous. He's just doing, like, a quick pop. Okay. Uh, let's call this a fight magic roll. Difficulty of nine. Oh, no. Okay, I need the 1d4 still. And I will use my 2 adversity to bring it up to a 9. Okay. So, Luna, you feel your uncle pinning you against the wall. And then there's a loud pop. For some reason, I imagine it like the sound of a pop gun. And he's knocked off of you. You feel his claws sort of scrape along your throat as he goes. Not enough to, like, cut into it or anything, mm-hmm. but, like, they're pretty decent scratches. And he lands on all fours, looking at the two of you and growling. And before I get your reaction, uh, Nia, you and Ludriel are on the other side of this big wolf. And what you doing? He's looking over almost a confused. He just okay. Um, there's a lot going on here. Are you okay? Do 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 werewolf? I I can take I, a werewolf. I don't have those back home. I didn't know they were real. Oh, they're super real. Well, uh, that's not comforting, Nia. Check this out. And she's going to just run down and see if she can just tackle it. You're just going to try to body a werewolf? Oh, yeah. She, she's she got that confidence right now. Okay. Uh, what is your end goal here? Um, Right now, mainly just to, like, pin it right now because she knows that he's watching. 
So it, it, in her head, if she is able to make him go to the floor, then that is something that you can take a selfie with, or at least a witness. All right. Uh, I'm going to say this is probably a brawn roll if you're trying to pin him rather than doing damage. And we're going to call this a difficulty of, uh, let's say 11, because this is a big-ass werewolf. All right. I got a D12. Oh, my God. (laughs) All right. With that 12, what's this look like? Give me a description of you running up and just pinning down this werewolf. Yeah, I think that... uh... As she takes a bit of a leap into the air, she's able to surf on one of her horses and just use that elevation to just, like, slam down with an elbow drop. Love it. So you and him sort of end up in essentially a contested, like, wrestling match on the ground. I think, like, you've just barely passed. So, like, you've got him pinned down. But he's fighting back and fighting back hard, and you're not going to be able to hold on to him for long. Luna, what are you doing as your friends have come to your aid in this fight? I think she's going to try something. So I assume, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, but I assume that her, her necklace, her obsidian necklace, is still around her neck, even as a as a wolf now. It's maybe yeah. more. It looks more like a collar at this point. Not that it changes, but like it's tight around her neck. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, whereas before it was more Lucy. Uh I think she's gonna try to use magic. Okay, she, she's basically gonna try to mass teleport the four of us out of here. All right. That is definitely going to be flight magic. Mm-hmm. Is this something she's done before? She's teleported herself and uh, Viento, but she hasn't done this many people and never as a wolf. I'm assuming this is uh, going to be an instantaneous yeah, effect. Instant. I think, yeah, instant. And I think she's just trying to get it right to the outside. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to say this is a flight check and we're going to say difficulty of 13. Okay. Not, not, not impossible. I have a 20 plus the D4. So that's 11 and D4 time. That's exactly 13. That's a two on the dice. Oh my god. Alright, so as I always ask, what's this look like? I think it looks it looks like kind of, you know um, you know when it's a really hot day on the on the highway and there's like this mirage on the concrete where the light kind of flickers and it looks like Far away, there's a little bit of wet or water somewhere as you're driving. Um, I think all four of us and the animals that we have with us 
start to have that flicker, that that the lights hitting us weird, and then before you can adjust your eyes, we're just out of there. The four of you feel the obligatory tug behind your navel that is, I don't know if any of you have teleported before, but if you have, that is familiar. If you haven't, probably doesn't feel great. And you find yourselves thudding down into the ground, not like from high up, but just like maybe an inch or two off of the ground. And as you all look around, you notice that the four of you are there, as are your various animal companions. And Raleigh, you actually see as Scooter tumbles out of your overalls and kind of rolls across the ground. He lands against Ludriel's thigh. And as you look at Ludriel, his elf ears are gone. And they are the rounded ears of a human. What the hell is going on? He instantly reaches up and feels that his ears are not pointy. And his face just goes bright red in the like dim light of the moon through the clouds. And he looks at the three of you and he says, it did, uh, do, uh, I, I can explain. Yeah, I hope so. Luna just takes off. Not like, I think she does like not run away, but like, move to like some bushes so she can be so that they don't see her transform back and and yeah I don't know if you want me to do a roll to transform back uh I will leave that I keep like deferring things to you all but like yeah. I kind of want to leave that up to you yeah. how easy is it for her to transform back with everything that has happened in the last like two minutes. I I'm okay with a roll, but I don't think the difficulty would be very high. Yeah, I think I think in the moment I'm not gonna have you roll. If yeah. like there was more of a clear and present danger maybe. Yeah. But I think in this instance she can just like walk behind a bush and come out on the other side. Yeah, I I think she has her hoodie up, her hair's all in her face. Uh, uh, she has a uh, Biento next to her. Like, Biento's probably, like, going around her legs, and she's, like, her arms are kind of crossed uh, in front of her chest. And she just comes back, and I honestly don't care that you're not an elf thought you'd freak out more that there was a human 
And I think on that line is where we're ending our episode. Thank you all for listening. If you liked what you heard, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Elliot Andrews. That gets you access to bonus stuff for this podcast, any other podcasts I have now or in the future. Thank you to all my wonderful players. And until next time, remember that being bisexual, that's magical. Love y'all.